Yo, 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 yo. We in the building right now. Happy Wednesday to everybody. Happy hump day. We do it every Wednesday at 9 o'clock to the Dirt Dog Show. Tonight is a very special night. I actually have two guests going to be joining me today. We're talking about something real. We do real. We entertain and we educate. We're talking about real estate, the, the myths and the facts about real estate, renting versus buying. You know what I'm saying? How real estate can make you wealthy. All those great things. I got an old school classmate for me from Fort Valley State University. I got an old school friend of mine that I work with at WIBB, Clear Channel Making, iHeartMedia Making. We did all that. So this is family in the building tonight. And my boy Dre is back. So now the show is going to be produced right. Now, it wasn't last week because he was out. And we're going to have a great time. So tonight we are talking about real estate. Let's go to get this thing started. I got my man. Henry, I got my girl Candle on the line, and we're going to crank things up right now. You can follow us and subscribe to us, everything that's going on at the Dirt Dog Show, at Dirt Dog Show. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, on Apple Podcasts, we're also on Amazon Podcasts. You can follow us and check us out there. Of course, you can get the rebroadcast. You can join us live right now. Anytime you want to comment on something, we got a lot of comments going on on Facebook right now. It's at Dirt Dog Show, and we are in the building. So, Candle... Henry, what up? Hey, everybody. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? Hey. <laughs> good to see you, girl. We man, are good. That. How are you? Fly. You doing your thing. So thank you. We're gonna talk about real estate. <laughs> to it because usually, like, I jump into like other things. We're gonna do entertainment news. We're gonna talk about some of this crazy stuff going on in a little bit. I want y'all to be a part of the whole deal. But a lot of what I want to talk about, and y'all see, I tagged y'all in the, con- the thing we did on Facebook, and everybody started going crazy with these comments and stuff like that. And we're talking about renting versus owning, and owning also about just real estate in general, because the myths, like, do you qualify? Can you not qualify? Like, do you have it? And I think people just don't have an understanding that they're not in the industry. Plus, how beneficial it is to be an owner or be in that business as well. So, hey, Henry, we always do... We always do ladies first. So, Candle, the first question I want I would like to ask is um, the benefits of, you know, how because you're in the business, you're renting, you're doing everything. What's the benefits yeah. of real estate and the benefits of renting versus owning? Ooh, this is such a, that is a heavy loaded question we can write a whole book on. I mean, it, it just depends. I tell everybody it depends on your situation and it also depends on your goals. Right. I can't just say like the benefits for somebody to rent and then I might discourage them from being a home, a homeowner when that's what they really need to be, you know? So it's like, okay. I talk to them all the time. Like, okay, tell me your situation. Like, where are you right now? What are you doing? How long do you see yourself being in this city? You know, what are your goals? Are you, is your aspirations to have passive streams of income? If that is a, a an aspiration, then it's okay. We need to do real estate. You need to consider being a real estate investor. I've had conversations with investors that rent their primary home, but they are investing in rural areas where there's a lot of properties available and they're building their portfolio in long distance real estate investing. So, I mean, it just depends on the person. I can't just say the benefits or, you know, of renting or owning. It just depends on the person and what their goals are. Well, I want to ask you this. That, 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 I want to ask mm-hmm. this question because that's smart to know the question. What type of person is beneficial being a renter and what type of person is beneficial being an owner? Since you say like you gotta listen to their situation. So okay. maybe I let me redirect that. What type of person okay. is a better and what type of person is a better owner? Okay, so the in my opinion, <laughs> I say the better renter is somebody that does not want to settle down in one particular city. Like they want to, you know, say I lived in Texas, say I lived in Los Angeles, I moved to Miami, I moved to Atlanta, I went to New York then no, I don't recommend home ownership for you unless you want to create that passive stream of income and you just, you know, become an investor and get a higher property manager, which I'm always talking about. But um, that is the only way. (laughs) But (laughs) if you are, of course, the benefits of home ownership, that's a whole nother book in itself. I mean, that's a whole different conversation. We know, you know, the wealth, the appreciation. I mean, it's something you're passing down from one generation to another. You can leverage it you know, for yeah. anything that you need, especially right now in this market, everybody has equity. So a lot of people are taking advantage of it and pulling their money out through lines of credit or cash out refi. Okay. Okay. And cool. that's the homeowners. Yeah. A hundred percent. So Henry, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to give you, you jump in, Henry. What's up, man? Well, I, I agree with, because it's not a 
one thing fits all. It's not like one of those shirts you find at Walmart that you can wear at night. Not everybody <laughs> can fit into this because of their budget. I mean, let's face it. We need to really take a look at what the needs are, what the goals are, and if they match. Because a lot of times, especially down here in the Florida Panhandle where we've got condos that, you know, right now, you know, our median home price in Bay County, Florida, is right around 360000 uh, at Panama City Beach, where I'm located, uh, it's more like 420000 because of the condos, the condos and the short-term rental properties and all that we'll get into in a little bit. Right. Because a lot of things changed after Hurricane Michael in this area. Uh, we have a, a really, we have an affordable housing crisis throughout the country, uh, not just in Metro Atlanta, not just in the Florida Panhandle, uh, but... The hardest thing for me is to say, not at this time. Hmm. It's not because I'm going to miss a sale. That's that's the last thing in the world I'm worried about. Right. I'm worried about whether or not this person's going to get discouraged and not do the things to get to that point where they can buy. Right. Because that's that's going to be the tough path for a lot of people. Wow. Not everybody so, let, me, let me ask you this, man, going into that. If somebody's like they see this this podcast and they like, what are some of the things that they need to have down pat before they contact you, Candle, or you, Henry, about hey, I'm ready to get a home? What are some of the things they need to have in place? Because a lot of a lot of us don't know that. Now we, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things I learned about finance, I learned by experience, right? Because we didn't talk money when I was growing up. We didn't talk that in the household. We didn't talk about finances. So I learned that going through my life. What are some of the things that they may need to have in, 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 in place before they even talk to you about buying a home or something like that? Before you talk to anybody in real estate, the best, the best thing to do is always, always talk to your local lender. Uh, just find out. Get It's the pre-qualification. This isn't anything that's going to ding you, or if it does, it's only going to be temporary for a couple points. Uh, if you go through that process with someone you trust, uh, this isn't going to be one of those uh, credit building things that cost you money. This is actually one of your local lenders, uh, no matter where you are in the country. Uh, and I know Candle and I can recommend plenty of people that can help you out with this. Uh, but if you go through that process, see kind of where you at, you're at, where your money is at. A lot of times, you know, you're talking a third or half of your money needs to go toward your home. Uh you want to make sure that you can actually afford it. Uh, and because somebody says you can afford a $500,000 home, doesn't mean that's what you need to buy. Uh, yes. Because if you're going to be a little more comfortable with the, the payments and saving a little bit for the upkeep and all the little things that we don't think about when we're renting, in most cases, you still, depending on the market, can do better owning than renting but it also depends on how long you're going to stay in that home i want to add something to that i want to ask you this because like yo, know, i've been a renter most of my time but most of the people that i know that own besides renting their pay their mortgage payments are a lot cheaper than renting from someone yeah. you know like, i'm just being honest, like you know i was i you know when i was renting you know i'm paying 2400 a month for a place that if i owned it it would be $1,800 a month or something like a lot cheaper. Is that actually true? I'm asking yeah. either one of y'all can jump in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if that's true, yeah. like, you know, if you, you know, know and, yeah. so, you're renting, you're wanting to make a profit to pay for that. You're paying that mortgage. You're paying that property management. You're paying your insurance. You're paying for repairs and you're putting money aside possibly to buy another property. Right. You have to be able to pay for all of this. And typically, you know, Candle, you probably helped me with this. Uh, You're probably looking at a third or half in some places, maybe a little bit more in others, uh, of your rent is actually their mortgage. Mm. Correct. Okay. Correct. Correct. I want to say something. um, Yeah. To interject with, I mean, to definitely piggyback on what Henry just said, this is a great point, that when we are looking at the difference between buying and renting, I want to make this 
clear for those that are renting and saying, oh, I want to own homes. I, you know, I have no desire for home ownership. I'm a realtor, but I'm also a real estate investor. And but I'm a pro advocate of home ownership because of what we just said, like over time with the appreciation, our property values are going to increase. As those property values increase, we also have our taxes that increase. We have our insurance that increases. So as an investor talking to renters that are listing right now, excuse me, right now, understand that as these things increase, guess what else is going to increase? Your rent. Right now, I have three letters ready to send to my tenants because we're increasing the rent in two months. That is why if you were to own a house, you are on a fixed mortgage for 30 years. The mortgage will never change. What you're paying for that financing stays the same. Your taxes and insurance, of course, will increase by not much, but your mortgage stays the same. However, if you are renting, whatever the rent rate is over time, that's what you will continue to pay. And you will always get a letter from your landlord saying the rent is increasing. If your landlord is not increasing the rent, I would be terrified because it's going to be a day where they're going to list that property for sale and the new investor is going to come in and double your rent. So just keep that in mind. That's all I just want to say. <laughs> no, that's, that's super cool because one of the things that, and I can realize that because Ken, I noticed that you do a lot of like um, college places, like like for for school mm -hmm. people in school. I know you're doing bad. Also, they do Fort Valley, and I know that's like maybe uh, well, you know, a problematic. Or is it different dealing with the type of tenants you deal with because you deal with students? You know, you rent home for like, you know, how how is that oh, yeah. going? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much. It, that's a great question. Even when you're doing with, dealing with college students, as tuition goes up, we're going up yeah. on our rent as well. Right, right. You know, I mean, we're looking for the like, opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to baby in the I'm, wait, I'm waiting on my loan check. I'll be like, hey, Cam, I'm waiting on this loan <laughs> check. When this loan check comes through, I'm going to drop this money on you. We good. But yeah, yeah understandably, you're dealing with people yeah. that are young, young people that actually don't even understand finances yet, right? They're in college trying to right. figure it out. And they don't even understand how finances work, really, you know, and, and that's that's a whole nother sector. But I see you very deep in that. And I see the things that you're doing because I've been seeing everything that you're doing. And I want to ask you real quick as a, as a caveat question before we go forward about why you did the academy and why you teaching people about real estate. Because you do your own schooling now and, and you do education. <laughs> no, no, I'm right. saying that because in our culture, I, I speak for myself and in our culture, our families don't mm -hmm. talk about finances. Hear me, I tell you this. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure you you was taught about finances with the family, but nope. no, you nope. weren't either. Okay, good. We in the same boat. We're in the same I, boat. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, was, we always said we 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 were we were brothers from another mother. So yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, you my boy. So, <laughs> we're family. Yeah, we from another mother, man. Me, because you know his his old school name was Hank. You don't want to bring that up. We call him Henry now. But yeah, so you know, how does that you know that in that interaction? with people like Canada with your mm -hmm. academy, what people get out of going to your school, learning about real estate, just the average person that want to do it, what they get out of it? Well, the reason why I created that academy and the reason why I even got into selling real estate, I have a backstory, I'll be really quick with this, was yeah, that's cool. I was teaching, I was a kindergarten teacher while I was yeah, a part yeah. of the 2008 crash, <laughs> real estate crash. And we yeah. were furloughed as teachers. You know, we were hit the hardest because of the property taxes. We weren't able to get paid. So I was like, I'm out of here. I went all to Abu Dhabi to teach. And unfortunately, yeah. my dad came back. Well, I had to come back because my dad had been diagnosed with brain cancer. He was a real estate investor. Okay. And I remember clear as day, like one of my favorite books of all times is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And when my dad was diagnosed with cancer, he literally became Rich Dad. <laughs> wow, and he was like, I said, I got to go back to work. I got to get a classroom. And yeah. he was like, no, what you're going to do is go around to all the properties and collect the rent to pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. And I was able to stay with my dad, not work and, and, until he passed away. And I was wow. telling all of my friends, like, wait a minute. Like, I think I got rich dad, poor dad. Like, this makes sense now. Like, it pays <laughs> all the liabilities. I have financial freedom. I need to tell everybody about this shit. Like I was like on this mission. <laughs> and so someone said, well, maybe you need to get in real estate school. And I got into real estate school and everything just started making sense. And then I just heard my teacher who was African-American. 
say yeah. that at that time when I was taking the class that um, African-Americans were like this, the, I think the largest at that time, we were the largest minority, but we were the lowest with home ownership. And that okay. just, yeah, I was exactly. like, okay, I got a mission. It put wow. me on a mission. And so by the time I got my license, I didn't know anything about how to go about teaching this to everybody. But my, my teacher predicted I was going to have a school. She was like, you already teaching. You, you already going to have a school. Cause I was doing deals before I even had my license. And yeah. so it just okay. so happened. I just started talking to my clients and I was like, Hey, you know, I know you want to buy a home, but have you thought about taking this home, staying it for three years and then we get another one and you turn this into an investment property. And it was amazing to me how they never heard about an investment property or like working one-on-one -on -one with somebody putting them into an opportunity to become an investor. And that's just what I started doing. And then someone said, Oh, you need a microphone. Then I started a podcast. Then I was like, no, I need to go back to Fort Valley State and show these kids how to do it. And they had never heard about flipping real estate, wholesaling real estate, nothing. So it was like, OK, yeah. maybe I need to go a little bit deeper because then I found out the, the numbers for realtors. I mean, African-Americans, we're still at the lowest in even in the Realtor Association. We were at the very bottom. And I'm just like this. <sighs> let me create a school. You know, let me just start making yeah. this a normal conversation. If I can't get them to buy a house, maybe I can get them to sell a house because they got to get educated in order to sell. And then right. once they get educated, I'll get them in and then we'll say, let's talk about investing. And I'll make that into a CE course. Started making CE courses on real estate investing to hopefully right. now turn these agents into investors. So this is where we are right now. That's cool. That's dope, man. Henry, you got anything to jump double down yeah. on what she was saying? That is the absolute best way to do it. Uh, Thank because you. there are so many people that really, when you think about it, our 401ks are worthless or all this other stuff's worthless. So we need to have something that can help yes. grow our incomes. And, and I'm not talking about growing just so we can buy a Lamborghini or something like that. I'm talking about family, helping you know, pay the pay college tuition so we don't have to do the loans and be in debt forever. Uh, right. do things that can help your family. Uh, what Candle went through with her dad was a great learning experience and a great thing to, to take that next step. And, you know, you're one of my real estate heroes because of what all you oh. do. You know, <laughs> Thank I, you. that's what you need to do. We, uh, a yeah. lot of times people get into real estate thinking they're just getting rich. Well, it's not as <laughs> There's a lot of expense as a 1099, you know, self-employed. <laughs> oh, I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, I know there's a lot of expense being on 1099, bro. <laughs> but more importantly, we're giving others the opportunity to get into home ownership, to learn more about this and do yeah. what's right for them individually. It's not about, it's not about my goals. You know, the thing is, uh, we all were brought up really in the world of sales, relationship sales. Uh, I know you remember this at WIBB. Uh, it was all about relationships. Correct. It was all about doing what was right, even when no one was looking. Uh, not, you know, and being very transparent, making sure that you're helping people out because people remember that and people will come back exactly. and they will continue to work with you. Uh, that's how we got the relationship started uh, with the station and the community with businesses that continue even long after we've been gone, that continue to help them out. Well, yeah. same thing happens in real estate because I have investors from Georgia, my hometown of Warner Robins. And we got people that keep coming down here to the Florida panhandle. And every time you turn around is somebody looking uh, to either buy or sell their property here. So I stay busy with that, but I also work with first-time homeowners and other people who have never even thought about going into investing on a property. Because if you do it right, yeah. you can actually, you know, live in it those three years, purchase another property, let the rent pay for that first property and keep moving on and build up and and we have a a uh, a solution on that and what i do is i have 
the uh, mil millionaire real estate investor book that I give to clients uh, from Gary Keller with Keller Williams. The best uh, book ever. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, really, that's one of those things. If you're wanting to, if you wanting to work with me and deal with that, I'm giving you all the tools that you need to do this. If you're a first-time investor, if you're a first-time yeah. homeowner, we're giving you stuff to let you do the homework and let and work with you and confidentially coach you to the right places and the right people to talk to, to help you get those in those areas. Wow. Uh, so the worst so, thing but, we can do is just not help. You know, It's just run correct. our mouths and correct. not help. Then, then I want to, so it's two things I'm going to ask. So first of all, the book part is part, a bit part of what I did with my life, you know, thinking grow rich, um, you know, I also did the, you know, what she said, which dad poor. I did that one first, um, uh, outwitting the devil, you know, and these are old school books. It was written in like the 1930s and 40s. It's That's a good like, one. Yeah. Cause it's even when I, here. um, even when I, um, when I, when I made my transition to Florida, I was just telling my mom today, we was talking about it cause she gave me the secret, gave me the book, like the movie don't really touch the book. I read it. But one thing that my dad taught me and he said to me that night, he was like, yo, the principles in that are the principles, same thing of God, same thing, everything is the same thing. But if you read it, you got to put it in action. I think a lot of people want to be homeowners, but they don't want to put the energy in action to get into that thing. You can't, you can talk about it all day. Like he was saying, we can talk about, you know, hey man, this is what you do. You know, might write your name on a, on a hundred dollar bill and look at it every night. No, that's not going to make you rich. You got to go or wealthy. You got to go get action in it. The one thing that I want to ask you, because how I see it now is that, it's not about me. It's about my son. You know, I have one child, like leaving a legacy behind, leaving something behind, you know, my mother Correct. and father brought their, brought their first home on foreclosure. When she told me the whole story, I didn't even understand. I was a kid, you know, now when she told me mm -hmm. recently, she was like, yo, no, that first house we got, our first house we got at East Point, we bought on foreclosure. We had to fix it up, keep it up. Wow. And then we were able to sell it. And then they moved to, mm -hmm. they moved to Riverdale first. And then they moved now they're in McDonough. And she's like, this is what we do. I believe that people don't understand not just the financial responsibility, but the responsibility of owning property, period. And if you yes. want to be an investor, it's going to, it has to have a transition in your mindset. Like, okay, I'm investing because when somebody's renting from you, you're responsible for everything they're doing. They're responsible for giving you the rent, right. you know, and, and, that, yeah. and that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I, I speak for myself because I'm not a homeowner currently. Um, but where I'm at right now in Atlanta, my uncle's a broker. His daughter, which is my cousin, is a real estate agent. And they move property mm -hmm. all the time. Um, when people want to build wealth, and this is what I was about to say, like HCTV and everybody make it look sexy. You know, you can watch an hour of, of, of Fixer Up or you can watch an hour of, you know what I'm saying, uh, Love It or List It. You can watch all this stuff. You know, and people be like, they that was because there's somebody on the show, House Hunters, they like, well, you know. I, I, what, what do you do? Is you like, I'm a freelance artist, but what's your budget? $500,000, yeah. $600,000. People like joke about it, but let's mm -hmm. be realistic. What is the realistic view for somebody first time coming in and saying, okay, look, I just need to get something for myself. Because when I was in Florida, condos was the big thing. You know, yes, mm -hmm. that's no land, but you got HOA fees, you got all kinds of things like that. What do you tell someone like, a condo versus having a home, a single family home. Cause I was told the single family home is the way to go first. And then you can move around, but buying a condo wasn't a good investment as in real estate. Depends on what your goals are. Yeah. The goals in your lifestyle. Like if the you don't want to cut the grass, do not get a house. Just get the condo. Nah, you know? nah, and nah, sometimes nah, people, <laughs> yeah, I think we had said like we get um, lenders give you more than what you really can that you really need to get. You know, okay. just because you're approved for three hundred fifty thousand dollars does not mean you need to go get a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house. If wow. you're just one person, get that two hundred thousand dollar condo with the one car garage. Okay. Really? Okay. 100%. <laughs> hey, you, you agree? What you think about that? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a whole lot better to to do it the smart way. Don't go mm -hmm. with with the rose colored glasses, thinking that you're going to get, you know, the Taj Mahal for three hundred thousand dollars when you can really afford only two hundred thousand. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm in the market, and three hundred thousand dollars can get you nothing in Atlanta. 
$300,000, I'd be right and smack dead in the hood with a whole lot of house projects. You know, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, here's a whole lot of tarps. <laughs> and, and in some trade. cases, it might be a tarp if it's $100,000. So let's get to some of the comments. I did a post um, last week preparing for the show, Renting versus Owning. A lot of people came into that, and they jumped in, man. And I put y'all on that as well. I appreciate y'all coming in on that. Yeah, Dre, let's get to one of the comments real quick about, and let's address this and let and let Henry and Kendall address it. Now, this is Jeff Livingston. He said, lots of people can afford to buy, but prefer to put their cash in the assets that are growing faster than the real estate market. The total cost of ownership is much more than the cost of rent in, in many cities. You can't convert your house into a college education as easily as I can convert my Amazon and Apple stock. And if my financial well-being is required, I can move anywhere in the world. Next week, to me, flexibility is worth more than your home equity. I have a real estate, I have real estate investments. I just don't live in them. Like many people, I make decisions that make sense. What do y'all think about that? I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> you don't get it, right? You don't get what he's saying? Why and why is that, that kind of it was confusing because he said that he put his money into assets other than real estate, but then at the end he was a real estate investor. Right. So right, I'm really right. not sure. I can't respond to that going? one. I'll let Henry <laughs> yeah, I'll let Henry take that one. I'm in the state of Florida, so our rules are a little bit different than Georgia. So I will say this. Uh uh, one of my one of my favorite people of all time is Fran Tarkington. Uh, you remember him from being a Hall of Fame football coach, a uh, football quarterback, rather, with the NFL, uh, former Georgia Bulldog quarterback. Uh, and he owns Tarkington Financial right there in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And uh, the best advice he ever gave me was always have multiple streams of income. That yes. might be why I have three jobs. I don't know. Right. <laughs> we, we all, all everybody, everybody on this on this podcast tonight have multiple you know you learn that as you get older yeah. i wish that people are getting younger right that's right because you know i have real estate here in, the, in northwest florida in the panhandle i've got a radio station beach 95.1 i've got uh my sweet home pcb podcast that i do i've got all this stuff going on of course two of them are hobbies and one's a business don't you know? Don't ask the owner of the radio station which one is my hobby because he'll tell you that it's the wrong one. <laughs> you know, bless his heart. But yeah. he. Uh, but one of the things that Fran told me though was to really put everything into it, but work smart. The man learned a lot of from a lot of mistakes. Now he's a very good businessman, but he also had a lot of business failures over the years. Uh, but one thing he did was he he was selling life insurance while he was playing at the university of georgia you know oh wow really? so he was already very that's a hard sell i've been in that industry that's a hard sell i got you oh, oh oh yeah because that's when i tried to take a break from broadcasting i did that with fran uh trying to do retirements uh in albany georgia uh oh, wow. unfortunately it wasn't a good market for me to do it <laughs> Not all um, these yeah, I'm laughing at Canada right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, was, it was a tough market. Uh, but I moved down here and had Hurricane Michael. And next thing you know, <laughs> a full-time radio wasn't a, a possibility anymore. I had to do real estate. but uh, And I've always been involved in real estate. Uh, because I was always the one trying to find employees a place to live. Uh, I enjoyed doing that. But I also understand that even on limited incomes, even, even there are ways that you can own a home, but you have to be smart about it. I was on a show a couple of years ago and a, and a lady called up. She was on a, a fixed income with Social Security and retirement, and she wanted to own at the beach. She wanted to be at, own a condo at the beach. Really? You know, and, I know how much that costs. Come on, man. Oh, man. Uh, it, 
Well, the thing is, it's right after Michael. It's right after all, you know, we've got a lot of, I mean, we, we had $200,000 condos that two and a half years later are like four fifty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, it's just the, the market is just crazed. Yeah. You know, so let me ask you this. I, want, I always want to ask this question. I got a lot of frat yeah. brothers that with Keller Williams and these bigger companies. What does that really mean when, as a real estate person, you join these bigger conglomerates? You know, I, I can't speak on that because for me, like radio and stuff like that, you join iHeart, you join Clear, you know, when it was Clear Channel, those kind of things. But what is Keller Williams? Because I see Keller Williams everywhere. My frat brothers, they had Keller Williams agents. What is the difference like between just working with you? Am I working with Keller Williams or am I working with you? You're working That's with a me. Great question. Uh, yeah. the, the interesting thing is, even though uh, Kelly, Keller Williams Realty International, which is the parent company, uh, we're actually a franchise. Each town is in each office, in, individually owned and operated. It's a franchise that has to go by, you know, their rules and their beliefs, which, quite frankly, are some of the best in the business. I mean, they've they have led the country and for so long and in doing things the right way and helping people become investors and helping people get their first home, giving them the information, the training, the expertise to help as opposed to just be transactional. Uh, I've never been a transactional person. It's always been about the individual I'm working with uh, no matter what in my business. Now that I probably would have been richer a lot quicker uh, had <laughs> I done, yeah, get the money where you can, bro. Rich, rich quicker is always wealthy. Quicker is always always a prospect. Depending on what you, do. yeah. But, you know, it's it's something about integrity and working with people, and people know who you are. And um, I'm blessed to still have my parents, so I don't want to embarrass them. <laughs> exactly. I would. I mean, exactly. I wouldn't do well in jail, so I'm not going to do anything illegal. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just, just I, I'm just not not built for that. But I'm not. Uh, mm -hmm. But I wanted to say that with Keller Williams, yes, it is an, each office individually owned and operated. We got regions, we got local offices, uh, but we do have a plan that kind of everyone goes by. Yeah. But each individual is different. We all have been trained this basically the same way, and we're trained about looking at the client and helping them, whatever their needs are, whether their needs are today or two years from now, you still treat them the same as the person coming in with a million dollar cash buy for a condo as you would. I've only got $200,000 that I can do now. What, what should I do? They both right. have so to we're going to get to some more comments real quick, but before we do that, Dre candle, and I want to give you both some time to promote what you're doing. Candle, tell us about, your classes, oh, your, your website, everything that you're doing, get people to run down because as a person, is your are your classes only designed for people that want to get into real estate investment, or you just want to teach people in general? So tell us about your classes, how people can get involved, and how can get how can they contact you? I'm gonna start with Candle. Okay, so I am the owner and lead instructor of Candle Real Estate Academy. This academy is created for anybody that wants to know more about real estate. We have classes that are for agents, but anybody can take these classes. This month, for the month of August, actually, we're doing a class on probate properties, which will be a CE course, three-hour CE course for any Georgia real estate agent. However, anybody is welcome to take this class. We're also teaching buy and hold strategies for beginning real estate investors. This is also a three-hour CE course for Georgia real estate agents, but anybody is welcome to take this class. We're also having um, how agents can work with real estate investors. This is also another three-hour course, but anybody can take it. Our classes are open for anybody. We also have classes for people that want to get their real estate license. Like they're tired of seeing what agents get <laughs> at the closing table. They want to figure out how they can get it. Well, we want to help you. We want to increase the number of real estate agents of people of color because we are needed. It is not enough of us out here. You may think there is, there is not. So my goal, my purpose, my passion is creating, of course, agents, but not even just agents. I want producing agents. I want agents that are active. And then I want agents that are helping people buy and sell real estate. And then I want to help them also buy 
and sell their own real estate investment properties. That's a different conversation that we don't learn about when we get our real estate license is the investing side. And I saw the need and there is a need because we have thousands of properties we have access to in the MLS, but there's never the conversation of, okay, before I go list this property, let me see if I'm going to keep it first before I go put it in the listing, you know, the MLS. We don't think about that. Well, I'm pretty sure me and Henry do, but other agents <laughs> do not. They're just quick to, you know, let me get the photographer out. But it's like, no, how about have a conversation with the seller first and just tell them that you want to buy it instead of putting it on the market. But we didn't, we never had conversations in our sales meetings about that. Our intention is to, of course, put it out there on the market so that the people can get it, but not us. And I'm like, we're making everybody else rich. Our investors rich. But we're not. We're going from closing to closing, struggling. We've got to yeah. change this conversation. Okay. So I, what I got from that, because I always do this, like what I get from it and what you said, because you know what, what I get and what you said might be different. But the idea, <laughs> right? You know that that's life, right? But the yeah, idea is, right. like, look, if you're just interested, just get more information. <laughs> A lot of things I learned the hard way, like even about the law, because I work for, I'm really based in, a, in in the legal field when I do my marketing. But mm -hmm. the whole thing I learned about it is people just ignorant of the the, the concepts and the laws and what's going on. And then they, they had to pay extra when they didn't broke it and don't know it when they have some people that can teach yeah. you the same thing. You teach people like, look, this is what you want to do, do it. Now, Henry, talk about your podcast and everything you got going on. I'm going to give you a moment to shine. Just tell everybody what what you have going on so they can follow you as well. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, it's the Sweet Home PCB podcast, all about the panhandle. We talk about things that are local, of local interest. We talk about uh, different aspects of our community, from entertainment to uh, things that have changed. Uh, I, I don't get into politics, but we did touch on understanding uh, the new Florida concealed carry law that just went into effect July 1st to kind of understand that and some safety issues and things that you can do as a real estate agent uh, to be more careful when you're showing properties, especially to people you've never met before. Uh, we also have Chris Smith, who is the chief meteorologist locally at News Channel 7, used to be on CNN doing weather uh, before he was that he was at uh, Macon's 13 WMAZ as chief meteorologist. He, he's talking about uh, the rip currents. We had so many deaths here along the Florida panhandle with drownings from being involved with the rip currents and ignoring the double red flags. We're talking about that and, we, and some other issues along the way with that and hurricane season. And I have a roundtable discussion in the next couple of weeks uh, with a couple of friends of ours that are locals talking about everything local and talking about really why you su should support local and in every community it still responds it's so important no matter where you are whether you're in panama city beach florida atlanta georgia macon georgia Warner robbins georgia my hometown fort valley valdosta uh albany see i can still say it the right way you, you said the right way albany like yeah that's country but go ahead bro i got you we good. <laughs> yeah we good. I mean, it's just it's all about the panhandles, and we're all over the place. Wherever you find your podcast, we're there. Sweet Home PCB. Right. Okay, 100%. So, thank you. Check them out. Make sure you follow their podcast. Dre, let's get another comment up. I want to discuss some more of those comments. Like, I see we've been talking a bit. What's another comment we got? She said, a lot of folks have no option except to rent, though the rent isn't getting any cheaper. That came from my boy, Ralph. Um, sure. I, I know him back in the day. So, how do you feel about that, that comment he made? A lot of folks have no option except to rent, but the yeah. rent's not getting any cheaper. How do y'all feel about that? Yeah. Unfortunately, he's right. I mean, this is where we don't have the conversations enough about doing the things that are uncomfortable. I remember when I was teaching kindergarten and I was teaching a lot of Hispanic families. They mm -hmm. were buying houses together. It would be the mother, the grandmother, the uncle, and they would buy a large home, but it would be like maybe 12 people in this one house. Right. And I'm like, that makes sense because they're not renting. They're owning something that's an asset that's appreciating in value. They have fixed, right. you know, payments every single month. Why are we not talking about this in other cultures? So now yeah, the conversation can be there, if you yeah. can't afford. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure you have a cousin that probably can't afford either. You might have your mother. 
you might have a grandmother. Everybody can qualify for that house if we have income coming in to where you can be put on a loan and you can get a house that everybody can live in and everybody can get their own room. That by far beats staying in an apartment or renting a house that you'll never own. So, I mean, that that's just my new conversation now with people. It's like, let's let's get creative with this. And, you know, let's stop, you know, having the excuses. Because even now, my concern is what I'm seeing. And even though I'm an investor, I am still the agent at heart. I am seeing people getting rid of properties that they've inherited, but they're renting. And I'm like, no, you are absolutely not getting rid of this property because it's old. It needs to be be fixed up. It's an asset. There's something called rehab. There's something called getting a contractor, getting a scope of work and getting a loan to fix up this thing so you can live in it. Why are you giving it to one of us investors when all you're going to do is make us rich, but you're still renting a house? That does not make any sense to me. And so it is, it, somehow I get upset when I hear people say, yeah, I sold my, and then they regret it later when they've done it. But when I hear people say, well, I'm about to hear in this property, like, okay, well, let's have this conversation. This is what you're not going to do. You are not selling it by any means necessary. Call me. You're not selling this house. We're going to have a conversation about how you're going to keep it, fix it up and move into it yourself and stop renting and making us investors rich. Because there's somebody else that's going to run and rent our house. But you have an opportunity of a lifetime (laughs) to, of course, accept this generational wealth. You know, your family has left you. You're an heir. Act like it. Receive it. And don't give yeah. it to an investor because <laughs> we don't care 100%. about where it came from. You know, 100%. I want to I want to jump in and say because my last law firm, he was an estate planning attorney. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot about like wills and trusts and asset protection. And when I was there, it was ironic the cultural difference when somebody black walked in the office and they had their, their mother, grandmother, somebody passed away. And they're going for the money, a short money grab. And then yeah. other people are like, no, well, what can I do to make this work? You know, and, and, and move long, think long term, not short term. Yeah. You know, because we there's a lot of rappers. There's one of the rappers, he in the race said, man, you got that selling your mama's house and you ain't got a house. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, like yeah. it is what it is. You know, like you selling yeah. off what, what was brought down to you. Henry, what you think about that? I agree, because a lot of times you, you've got to kind of, you got to go right back to what we said before about really basing everything on their needs. Just because they want to sell that property may not be the best interest for them. It's got to be what's in their best interest. Uh, sometimes people, they are looking for the quick buck. But if we can show them that with just a little bit, if they can do it, on how they can make money, and how mm-hmm. that can continue to make money uh, and be able to not only pay the bills, but to be able to no longer have to rent if they inherit a home. Uh, it's kind of like what you said at the top of the show uh, about rentals. You know, landlords can do all sorts of unspeakable things. Rick Miller can hear comment <laughs> on that and, uh, you know, quit paying the mortgage. Yeah. You know, quit, you know, you know, just wait until the bank shows up or close. Yeah. Uh, and he he own, he manages a Aaron's rent to own down here. And he knows all about, you know, this market. And that was one of the things that he pointed out to me uh, before doing the podcast and in this show is that we needed to make sure people understand all aspects of it. Not just how to make money, but how to keep you from making somebody else a lot of money. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that, that's my that's my biggest push. Even when you're doing a podcast like this, I want to educate and entertain. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. jokester and I do things, but truth of the matter is a lot of people just don't have the information. I've mm-hmm. seen people working in law offices from car accidents and whatever they got going on. They just didn't even understand that their car insurance really wasn't right. what it was. You know, they're like, oh, well, I got a, I got this, I got this deductible, and they don't cover this and that. So mm-hmm. I would have been blessed enough to have mentors in my life to teach me, like, this is how you move because you want to protect yourself and your assets, not just for you, but for your family and the generations that come after right. you. A lot, of, a lot of things that you're talking about, Black community, we talk about being a generational breaker, right? 
Mm-hmm. You know, we make it we make it sexy on Facebook and all this social media stuff. But are you really making that stuff and educating yourself to move forward at that mm-hmm. level? But right now, we're gonna take a pause for the cause, get some entertainment news, Dre. Because I know we've already been talking almost an hour about this whole topic. It's like two shows. We could do two shows. I told you. I was like, we yeah, can do a whole you know, like, thing. Just going forever, <laughs> right? So, Dre, let's get to some entertainment news. I want y'all to come on in with me, man. Let's start, man. What's up? What we got going on? Yeah, we got like a crazy stuff in the world. Oh, yeah, now, Morgan Freeman, um, he catches a contagious bug. He's forced to his media tour. One of the things about Morgan Freeman that I always thought about, I've never seen Morgan Freeman young. Have y'all seen a young picture of Morgan Freeman? The first movie I remember, he was always an old man. But recently, I've seen a lot of people like Madonna got a bacterial infection. She had to stop her tour. He contains contagious bugs. But to me, like, you know, what 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 did, what did he have going on to catch that? Is this a fluke? Is this propaganda? But I've never seen Morgan Freeman as a young man. I've never seen none of that. And that's what we have with him. <laughs> I'm glad he's doing well. But these contagious bugs, you know, um, I, and talking about working, how would y'all feel about, you know, hey, I got sick, I can't do it. Real estate, things like that. What are your comments on that? Morgan Freeman, never seen him as a young man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was born with gray hair. I really think he came out the womb with wrinkles and gray hair. But anyway. I think his career started in his 40s. Yeah, and he was on, uh, what, Electric Company? You know? Yeah, he was. In the 70s and 80s. So Mm -hmm. that's how I first was introduced to him. Right. You talk about the voice of God. He's (laughs) always. Yeah, because when I watched Bruce Almighty, it's one of my favorite movies. And, and and even even you know and I watched that like he always plays God at some point in these movies yeah. right do they do it because he's old or just for the voice <laughs> well he's very wise too he's yeah. very wise too. I say that story Michael Jordan he puts a guy on a boat in Italy he's carefree after traumatizing oh my gosh now the big deal is Michael Jordan's son is dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife now Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa Pippen, has went from future the rapper. She's been through a lot of people, right? And they asked Jordan that he'll approve of this relationship. He's like, nah, I don't approve of it at all. His son is dating her. And it's kind of funny because there's a, a dynamic there talking about him and Scotty Pippen's relationship, number one. And number two, why he like wanted to let his son just be. But I'll be honest with you. This is my opinion on it. My opinion is he moves around. I mean, same way like um, Lori Harvey, right? She probably son, you know, she dated Future. She dated Michael P. Jordan, which all the women look, but they want some Michael B. Jordan. And and now she's with somebody else. So my idea is this, because Jordan had the right, but that's his teammate to step in and say, I'm not, I don't approve it for my son, and what can he really do about it? What y'all think, man? <laughs> Kendall's just shaking their team, saying, <laughs> ain't nobody saying nothing on Okay, can I, I just say bless, bless his heart? Yeah, I I concur. Yeah, (laughs) look, I'm gonna tell you something I learned in South Florida, in Miami. Dating a woman costs in Miami. Now it costs in Atlanta too. You Mm -hmm. know, it's a little different, but it costs. Period. There's a cost to it. I I I always thought that he was with her because of who his status was. You know, and 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 and, you know that's Michael Jordan's son. But everybody talk about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen because they know that Jordan would have been as good as he was without Pippen. Right. Correct. It, it takes teamwork, and and Pippen, Scotty Pippen is out there like, man, I can't believe she's doing it. You know, if my ex-wife was out there like front like that and putting all that kind of stuff out there, I'd be like, dang, girl. Even though I don't want her anymore, I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on, right? All right, next that has story. to sting, though. That has to sting. Alex Murdoch, icy <laughs> prison phone call with Song Buster. Um, so Buster dated a prison phone call, and, and Alex Murdoch, I don't know. He has been convicted of a lot of crimes. He's mm-hmm. a officially a lawyer. You know, he done murdered people, shot people, you know, uh, allegedly. And he and he was taking people funds and not <laughs> and not giving them the money. But he told his son, I ain't got your back, I'm out. I'm good. You gotta handle you you be on yourself. Now he's in prison talking ish to his son that's outside. Cause you know, his son was the one that was driving the boat when that young lady got killed. Yeah. And, and you know, he's facing things too, but he's like, yo, you're on your own. So what y'all think about that? Hmm. I'm, I'm doing, I'm putting things out here and y'all don't even want to talk about it. I guess cause y'all, <laughs> special, y'all like, oh man, we're, we're not going to talk about that, bro. 
You know, but I'm, 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 I I worked in law firms. I know that it's money mm-hmm. that's been appropriated. They charge you two, three hundred dollars an hour, five hundred dollars an hour to do something. And he did that and was not doing the right thing. But should he? I think that he like. I think he doubled down on being foul. I'm like, yo, I ain't gonna help your. I ain't. He ain't gonna help your son with his legal case. And your son know where the bodies are buried, bro. Like your family know what's up. People that know you know what's up. You can't. You cannot not double down. You be like, man, you know what? I'm in jail, man. F that, man. You be on your own. How y'all feel about that, man? Well, I put it to you this way. My grandpa taught me when I was 12 years old. Never turn your back on your family. It'll make you a target. Wow. Wow. That's okay. good. But in this situation, I ain't going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, last one, man. What we got last grade? Then we're going to go back and talk about Britney Spears, man. Now, she's going through this whole thing. It's all over the news, right? That the, the, the number one draft pick, I can't say his last name to save my life, but, you know, the number one draft pick, she saw him in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? And her, his security, like, smacked her hand and knocked her down. She lost her glasses and stuff. And then she's like, I want a public apology, even though the security, they would never charge nothing like that. Now, I want to ask you, <laughs> Don't from who? It. Like, don't bring it. Yeah, so it was, it was the number one draft pick. She was, like, trying to take a picture with him in Las Vegas in a hotel. But, Brittany, like, let's be real, right? If you, you're in that level and they got security. I mean, maybe the security was wrong and moved back in the hand out the way. But, Brittany, you been watching you dance and do all the things you've been doing on the internet. You out there putting yourself out there bad. I ain't gonna lie. Brittany Spears. Every time I see those videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, look, you know, and I, you know, crazy, that's the point. But now she wants a public apology. Is Britney Spears' popularity still so strong that she can demand a public apology? I mean, put me out that. You got to answer. Got to answer? Well, I was always on a light rock station, so I didn't really do a lot of Britney Spears. And Britney, Britney's a superstar. We know who Britney is. We're not going to act like we don't know Britney. We know okay, Britney. I, I know. You've known me forever. So yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. Let's no, not okay. do that. We know Britney. Well, honestly, uh, it, it doesn't matter how famous she is or not because of her situation. And, you know, she has a right. She has a right because, you know, first off, you know, she might have got a little too close, but there was no need for the guy to. Right. Slapper or knock her glasses off or whatever. Yeah. I mean, what is what is Brittany going to do? You know, really. That's I what mean, I was thinking too. She's not a linebacker. I mean, it's she's about a size maybe four. What can she really do with an NBA player? Like, no, this dude's like what six eight. He's on crazy, exactly amazing height. My biggest, my, my biggest thing is I think that Britney Spears has made herself so normal. She's not even at Britney Spears now. Like, mm, I see no. where you're coming from. It's like, you, yeah, you. She walk up now and grab somebody, and they like, who the hell is this, this blonde chick grabbing this dude? Whereas no, if she was the Britney Spears, she would just yeah. tell security, "I need to see him because I'm Britney Spears." They, if they, if yeah. she was Britney, Britney, me do my coach, Britney Spears at that time, mm-hmm. they would already had that set up. They, y'all Correct. We're gonna do photos. We're gonna do whatever. The fact oh, that Britney Spears is running through Las Vegas in a hotel trying to grab somebody's tail for a picture is still a sign of like what the yeah. hell is going on. That's you a know, good point. You know, she went through that whole like fight thing with her parents. She wanted to be free. She's going to have mm-hmm. all money. She married, you know, a sneaky link. I say that. She married a dude she was sleeping with, right? So you just kind of like keep moving like that. But I think Britney Spears, honestly, in my opinion, you did do a fall back moment because right now, you're Britney Spears in real life, but you're not Britney Spears and what we call celebrity life. Let's be real, right? You know, and she ain't drawing the music in a while. She did a basic Vegas, uh, Vegas residency. But I will say this. Um, she should approach him differently and not just run up and grab him. That's what I was thinking. That's an unfair opinion if you don't like. I'm like, you know, why does she do that? She could just yeah. say, hey, I'm going to get a picture of Britney Spears. But if you got to announce some stuff to people, then you ain't moving like you were moving. She had to announce I'm Britney Spears. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't have my mom right there. Seven point. He's, this dude is super tall, you know. All right, so cool. So we're going to end that with that. But we got a few minutes left. We're almost done with the hour. And what I would like to do right now with this moment, channel first, Henry second, 
if somebody is interested in buying, investing, real estate in general, what's the best, what's the first thing, the first advice you would give them? Kind of you start. Ooh, <laughs> that's a loaded question. If someone yeah, is interested. I just loaded question. <laughs> when I started this podcast. So we do loaded questions. You but, guys do. Yeah, what's I was, the thing that you was telling Start researching. I mean, there's really no excuse now. This is more so of just using Google, using YouTube, using listening to, to podcasts like this. I mean, the information is out there. Start researching. I would get a notebook, start saying, okay, what's the process to home ownership? Okay, the next I need to start talking to a live person. I need to find a realtor. If once I talk to that realtor, I'm gonna talk to another realtor. I'm gonna get see which one would be the best fit for me to work with for me to accomplish my goals in home ownership, in real estate investing. Then I will be talking to different lenders to see which would be the best lending strategy that works for me and my risk tolerance. So that would be the first things I would do is just start somewhere. If it's just like, okay, I'm kind of interested in Airbnbs. Let me start researching Airbnbs. Listening to podcasts, probably following some influencers or educators on social media, maybe of course taking some courses that you find available talking to people, going to networking events where other Airbnb um, investors are there, getting into some of the Facebook groups. You've got to get yourself in it. you got to take action. So yeah. that would be the first thing. And I agree with that. I want to I just say something before I go to Henry about that because the people in marketing, they call me and they're like, well, I got, I got a social media profile and, mm-hmm. and they like, I got this many likes and this many followers. They didn't know how to maximize that and make it make sense and make dollars for you. And I do get a little frustrated with a lot of my clients when like, yeah, this is something you could have Googled, right? You could say, hey, I, you know, how do you, how do I start an Instagram business page or Facebook or TikTok mm-hmm. or whatever? And, but people that don't research pay people to do the research for them and they pay a hefty price. So you pay a price in life or you pay a price in, the, in, in just right. in trying to find out because really honestly, what we all do is promote information that we studied, that we've mm-hmm. done for a while that we've been through and then people have to pay for that and that's why you pay it as a renter that's why i learned like as a renter i didn't research about could i own this property could i could be a first time buyer whatever i can do so really i couldn't get mad at the fact that they weren't paying the mortgage while i was living there yeah it sounds bad but at the same time i didn't even research it no until the last minute so people got to be active be proactive in what you want in life be proactive and that's what everything your career your spouse, your living situation, be proactive because nobody on earth owes you anything. Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody owes you nothing, bro. We we got to make it. So Henry, last comments that you would tell somebody. I mean, you really, it's, it's just that, I mean, it's, it's exactly the same thing. You, you can learn everything you, you possibly can, but if you don't put it to action, it's worthless. So take the plan, make the step, you know, and understand that we're here to help you mm-hmm. not to try to sell you something. We're here to actually help you get those goals because we live it. We know it. And we want to make sure that you learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. You learn from mistakes of other clients that we've learned. Right. You learn, you know, what's best for you because it's not a cookie cutter thing. It's not, you know, not somebody who, you know, the people who want to buy and rent out a condo are not the same necessarily as a single family home. Correct. Uh, and especially when it comes to long-term homes, which we need a lot of down here, mm-hmm. uh, really everywhere. Uh, it's just, you got to just treat it individually and just know that Candle and I are both here for you. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if you're listening tonight and you're a renter and you just want to know, like, how can I get into home ownership? The first thing that I would say is, one, wherever you're located, look for realtors. I would talk to multiple realtors to see which one is compatible with you. That makes sense. You're understanding what they're explaining to you. They're patient with you. They're not making it seem like you're a burden because there are those realtors out there that want that automatic sale. You're not that person. And that's perfectly fine. That does not mean that you are 
not worthy of getting a home. It just means that you need to find that realtor that is going to be patient with you and give you the time that you need for you to get your credit together, for you to get your money together. And then when it's time, it's time for you to do it. But you want to find that realtor that's going to be patient and hold your hand through the whole process. And there's those realtors out there. I know me and Henry are one of them. And if you want to connect with one of us, we'll find that realtor for you, but they're there. I don't want you to feel like, oh, they're not going to want to work with me. There are realtors that do want to work with you. That's what we, there are some passionate realtors, but it's for you to take action and then decide, well, I don't like that person. They act like they were too busy and I don't, I'm not buying a million dollar house. Well, then that's great. Find another one. It's um, so many of us out here. Find the one that works for you and don't make any excuses about a realtor not wanting to work with you. That's not true. And First I thing I want you to do, oh, yeah. go ahead, Henry. I was about to say, also, I would say for any realtors that are listening, mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable and you cannot do the job, do the right thing and give them an idea of someone. Who yes. Thank you. Thank you. hundred percent. Yo, that is awesome. We went over an hour now. It's so funny. This is the first time in my podcast history that I had more questions than we were a past the time. I definitely want to bring y'all back and talk more about questions. I think that we did a great job tonight. Look, for anybody that thought that checking us out, we're going to be, I'm going to post this up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also Amazon Podcasts. It'll be there live for you to check it out. I'm going to have both Candles and Henry's emails inside of those um those um those posts and you can also email them and talk to them and we're going to rebroadcast on all social media yo dre it's been a crazy night i thank you i thank both of you for spending time with me not really a crazy night very informative night just not for me because i need to learn it too but for people out there and i want to thank everybody that took some time but you know we really do better on like the rebroadcast when we put this back out there i'm gonna take some snippets we're gonna post it and make sure you check out candle she's teaching and henry's out there buying we're doing it. We're doing things. He's like, look, what are we going to do? We're going to make it happen. I agree 100%. So thank y'all. Have a blessed night. Yo, Dre, hit the outro. We out, bro. Peace.